everyone. Welcome to a special co uh, Absolute Comics. I do too many shows and don't know what the names of them are. Uh, my name's Benny. I run the channel Comic Story. That is Sal from Comic Pop. And we are talking with Joshua Williamson of many, many comic books fame. Yes, it's, it's always a problem to introduce like individuals like yourself that your name is on so many books. Because it's like, yeah. hey, when we're going to open up his wiki and just start reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've definitely done a lot of stuff. And I do have a lot of stuff coming out to your time, but was that like, I, uh, last time I talked to you, you saw like, yeah, we hadn't announced Robin yet. We hadn't announced Gotham yet. And then I have three other books. Is that right? Yeah, three other books oh that God. haven't been <laughs> announced yet. And then I have other creator on stuff I'm working on, too. But well, yeah, you still yet. got your stuff because I don't think you've ended any of it, right? Birthright is over, isn't that one? No, know... birth, so Nailbiter is over. So Nailbiter Returns is over. But that's Birthright, the one that's over. Yeah, okay. is over. Birthright ends, I think, in June. Like issue 50 will be the end of it. Every issue now is like an epilogue because we kind of had our climax. Like our climax. That's was, like, what I thought. Okay. Yeah, we did a big yeah. war between 40 and 45. And then we started jumping into this thing where now the whole last trade is called epilogues because it's just us wrapping up all these plot points right. from across the 50 issues. Well, at least you actually um, are. A lot of, like a lot of books of that are made are indies. Yeah, they, I know. A, a lot of the yeah. books I read that are in the indies uh, sector are just kind of like, the story's over! Assume what happened. Right. <laughs> no, I to, because I don't want to go back to it. There was something that was funny. The other day, uh, Chris Arendt at... Um, a news drama he posted this question and i've been thinking about it a lot because he posted this question of like is there any book that you would like to go back to mm. is there any book that you would like to like if you could revisit and i've been thinking about, i'm like i don't think there is because i always try to give everything an ending yeah you know it's like i don't want to go back to something that was like a three issue thing or something like that from like 10 you know years ago uh and I was like, no, ghosted, ghosted ending, like maybe someday, but like that isn't like the one of going back to. Right. Um, it had an ending. Like I wrote, I had a plan and then it ended. And it's the same thing with Nailbiter now, or with Nailbiter, I already went back to it. I think we have plans eventually. We're going to have plans to go back and do like more of it. But it was like the one that got away. Because a lot of people were talking about that. You know, I saw people going in and being like, oh, I wish I could write more of this character because it's too short. But I think like, a year ago, if somebody asked me that, I probably would have said Robin. I would have said I wanted to write more Damien. Uh, a year ago, somebody came to me and said that. But now I'm, like, doing that, so that's, like, off the table. Yeah, yeah. I'm because glad that like, someone is writing Damien. Like, everyone forgets yeah. Damien exists. As a fan <laughs> of the Bat family, it's there's always yeah. the ongoing joke of, like, and there's Damien. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. I know that Scott was... Not how, how remember Scott's. I know exactly. I don't remember Scott's, but I know he wasn't. Damon wasn't a priority for Scott. <laughs> right. Rock, right. Well, he made it Duke. Wasn't. It was pretty obvious that Damien wasn't a yeah. priority for Scott. <laughs> no, no. Well, both Scott, Scott and James are really good about making new characters. Like they're yeah. always about making new characters introduced to the Bat family and right. the Bat, you know, the myth, yeah. mythos of Batman. Um, but I always wanted to write him. I wrote him. I got this job. What, this is like kind of Damien is connected to like me breaking into comics in a weird way. So it's like you go back years and years and years ago again, like ten years ago. Um, I had done some little bit of work at Marvel, a little bit of work at DC, and I was doing like you know little 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 shorts and stuff. I was always doing these like little. I did a six pager one time for them. Like they needed, they had six pages available in an anthology, and they're like, "Do you want to do one?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'll do it. Whatever." Like, especially <laughs> at the time because I was just like, "Give me the money." Like, I want the right. Money. <laughs> I can definitely be uh, I can definitely be like a, a greedy mother sometimes. So I was like, you know, sure, I'll do six pages. Sure, whatever. I'll, I'll, for a Halloween thing, sure, I'll do that. Like, I'll write a horror thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, starring Superman, great. Let's do it. 
uh, and so I was always trying to do so I was getting in on doing minis and things like that and then this one guy who was an editor at the time they also kind of would work in like new talent relations and things like that he came to me at a con and he's like here's the deal we're going to test you out on a full issue but it's called an inventory story we don't know when it's ever going to come out you know but we're going to test it out what do you want to do and he said here's the deal you have to write either a superman script or a batman script but do not say batman because everybody <laughs> says batman that was his ah. advice and i was like, yeah so i was like all right how about this uh how about i do a batman superman team up issue because you know i love those characters together that book is cool it was you know i like that book a bunch um and I think one of the most of the best parts of DC is the relationship between the characters. So I want to show that I can write that. And I literally said to him, I was like, I want to write the Justice League. Like that is my, that is one of my big goals at DC is I really want to do a big Justice League run. And so uh, if I can't write Batman and Superman together, what the f*** am I doing here? Right. Like that was literally, that was literally my pitch to him. And he was like, no one has ever said that before. Okay. Yes. You can do a Batman Superman script. So that kind of got me into the Batman Superman office uh, at the time. And so I was able to do a couple little inventory things and little, little shorts, you know, I think I did like three of them uh, that never saw the light of day, but it got me kind of in that office. Like none of this was ever drawn or ever came out, it was just scripts that I did and I got paid for. It was, it was, you know, great. Yeah. Um, especially that time when you're really just trying to break in, you know, and you're like broke all the time. Right. <laughs> uh, so I was like, sure, I'll, let's do this. Uh, but then one of them I pitched was this thing. It was like a horror story and I turned it in, whatever. And then I got a call from one of the editors and he was like, I like it. Can we change it though? Can we change your idea? Instead of it being uh, Batman and Superman, can we make a Supergirl and Robin Damien? We just tweaked it around. I'm like, well, that's like a total rewrite. And they were like, <laughs> and they were like well, we will pay you to write it over. And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't hear right, any this. <laughs> I, I just picture, I picture them in the office just looking at your Batman Superman script and just being like, but what if it was just someone shorter and his oh. female cousin? Like, yeah, I mean, we, changed it. we changed it so drastically. That's why they, they paid me for it again. So it was, it was pretty great. So, I mean, we're talking about like a complete overhaul, yeah. right? Like it, it wasn't like a couple lines of dialogue. It was like a complete overhaul. And so I went in and I, you know, completely changed it around and I made us from Damien and uh, it was really, really fun. I was really proud of it. And, and it came out and I, I, I feel like I had Damien's voice and I heard it in my head and I always liked his character. And I, so ever since then, I have like a soft spot for him and I've tried, you know, to write him and I always paid attention to whatever he was doing. And, and uh, last year, I feel like it was March or April. I think it was April. Uh, they, it came up. I was talking to a group editor and we started talking about it and like he knew I loved Damien and Robin and so he was like are you interested in doing this and I was still really uncertain about what I wanted to do with DC like I wasn't really sure where I wanted to land at DC and I didn't want to just do like the expected thing I think that's one thing it's even funny like I see people try to guess what I'm doing and I'm like oh man they have no idea it's all like, <laughs> like I, don't, I have not seen an accurate guess yet on any of the stuff I'm doing like people get close they get close but they don't know or it's gonna be like I promise you there's some books I'm doing that are gonna have weird twists where they're like close to what it is mm -hmm. but not that um and so I was like and I, I had this conversation with Marie in September after I finished Flash because my, my priority was finishing Flash like that was really the yeah finishing Flash and then doing the death metal stuff because there was a part of me was considering leaving when Flash was over there was a part of me that was like maybe I'd go do for a while and 
So that was definitely on my mind of like, yeah. would I, would I just walk from DC completely after Flash and just go do something different, like go completely other, you know, do other comics. And so, you know, we had had a lot of conversations, but Robin was one I really wanted to do. And so I, I don't remember when I pitched, I think it was like July or August. I was like, here's what I actually want to do with it. And then they got moving pretty quick after that. Then it became like, let's get going. And then it was like, I had been sending them stuff. I just started talking to Gleb, Gleb uh, two years ago, just about stuff in general. But I actually saw, he was doing all these like little fan art stuff of, robin and, and the bat family and he really liked dc stuff and so he and i messaged that a couple times and uh when the robin thing came up i was like well this guy i know he hasn't a lot for you guys but this dude is my like number one pick is this guy right here like if we can get him that would be great because i think he'd bring the right kind of energy even though he is like a brand new person yeah and uh and they went with it because he did a couple things because they also knew of him and liked him and so they were able to start getting him to do stuff. And then it was like, oh, no, this guy's the exact right kind of energy this book needs and do something different. Because I also didn't want the book to just be like a copy of everything that had already come before, like like a Frank Quitely Grant Light. You know, yeah. I didn't want it to just look like that or be that kind of book. I definitely want to use a lot of the mythology that's been built there, but I wanted to have a different feel. And I, and Gleb, and I talk a lot about it. You know, we kind of are going more for like a, um, a more of a cliffhanger. Do you guys remember Cliffhanger? Like, we, yeah. we, we, we really wanted to feel the more movie? like Cliffhanger. No, no, the comics. <laughs> okay, I don't remember the comics. And I'm, you say Cliffhanger, I'm thinking Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. I'm like, so Damien's going to be climbing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of that, a lot of climbing rocks. No, it's funny. We were. Uh, it's Joe Mad and everything, right? Yeah, it's Joe Mad. Yeah, so it's uh, it's Joe Mad, Herberto Ramos, uh, Chris Pacello, and uh, J. Scott Campbell. Oh, yes. Yeah, they were, so it was Danger Girls. It was Danger Girls. Or Danger Girl. I remember Danger, Danger Girl. Girl. Danger, Danger Girl. Girl. Yeah, me and, me and Glove got in this whole conversation about McFarlane toys on Saturday. Uh, McFarlane was doing <laughs> toys for some of it. This, yes. We can go on a whole path of cliffhanger. But so, so in the <laughs> 90s, in the 90s, there was a spinoff of Wildstorm with Image called Cliffhanger. And it was right before... It was right before Wildstorm merged in with DC. With, uh, with DC. So all those books became, they got merged in with DC for a minute there too. Um, but yeah, Battle Chasers and... Uh, yeah, I heard Battle Chasers. Yeah, so we were talking about that a lot. And, and uh, we talked about that kind of style. Even with the lettering, like I went in and I was looking at Richard Starking's letter Battle Chasers. And so I took a bunch of screen grabs and samples of that and sent it over to um, the letter to be like, I mean like this. Like I want to feel... <laughs> like this and so Gleb and I got in these whole conversations he's a really big um I think he's more of a fan of I know he's a really big Joe Mad fan but I think he really likes Virgil Ramos at that time period was doing this book called Crimson yeah it was also a cliffhanger book it's been collected by Boom um but you can see like if you go and look at that book it was about a kid who who's like Damien's age getting turned into a vampire and in high school and you look at that art back then and see the way he's drawing Damien you're gonna like totally see like he was in <laughs> okay you'll you'll I'm, I'm, you'll see but yeah he and I um we just get along really well and so it worked out with this book I don't know it was one of those things where things were just like working on it you could tell and then I wrote um two preludes for it that are gonna be in Batman Detective and then I wrote issue one and it's been like it's easily the most fun I've ever had at DC working on a book has been this Robin book some other books get really hard and complicated like there's a, one of the books I'm working on um I wrote the issue one this week I had to write two issue ones in the last two weeks 
and I haven't finished both of them. The the one that I was working on last week, uh, it's like seventy five percent there. Mm-hmm. I haven't given it to the editor yet. I have to talk a couple things out with him because uh, it's a bigger thing. And then there's another book I'm working on <clears throat> that's leading into other stuff. It's like everything I'm working on is leading to something else. Right. Uh, there's another book I'm working on that hasn't been announced yet, and I was writing the uh, the number one last week and a little bit this week. And I turned it in on Tuesday, but it was like the moment I turned it in. I think it was my Monday night. Actually. It was Monday. So Monday I turned it in, but the moment it went in, the moment I walked away from my computer, I was like, oh man, I want to rewrite so much of that. Like I could feel it. I knew <laughs> I knew what parts weren't working. And I was like, oh, man, it's not, it's not there. It's not there. And then I, uh, I sent it into the editor. Uh, I got on the phone uh, with some friends and just kind of like talked out some stuff with them. And, and like Dennis Culver, the guy who's co-writing Gotham with me, uh, you know, he and I got on the phone and we were talking about like character motivations and just ideas of it. And, but I felt like it was missing something. Like it just wasn't clicking. So then I uh, got on the phone with Ben Abernathy, who's the group editor, but he's also the editor of this particular book. And uh, he had been feeling some similar things that I was feeling about the second half of it. I was like, yeah, it's just, I had to rewrite it. So then I spent the last couple of days like rewriting it. And that's why it's so crazy. Like Robin is like easy. Like it's fun. You got it. it. You know, every issue I'm like, oh, I know this. Like it's just, it's just flows. And I actually plotted out all the way up to issue eight. And I know what happens after issue eight. Nice. You know, like I know the last page of every issue. I know like the covers for every issue. Like I know what I want on the covers. I know how they all open, how they all end. And, and uh, you know. That's awesome. It's very much like this, uh, and it breathes different too with Robin because it's like with Flash. Flash was a double ship book, so you know it was like every two weeks I had to write a Flash comic book, and every two weeks it was like having to keep this thing going. And I have a tendency to overplot, so that it was like Flash kind of worked. So I was like, okay, I had a this I this happened really early on with double ship because we were all doing double ship at the beginning, and everybody was like, oh man, it's so much work, it's so much work, and I was like here's what you got to do. You have to look at each issue as like each month is one issue. You got to look at it as like you're writing a 40 page comic every month. If you look at it like that and you plot it like that, I think you'll have, it'll be easier to, to do. And that's kind of what helped me with, with writing it. Mm. Eventually I kind of lost track of that because I was writing stuff for different artists. Right. With Flash, I would be writing the stuff for Howard like a year in advance, almost way earlier every time Howard would do an arc, he would always do an arc at the end of each year, pretty much. Right. A little bit of running scared in the button. And then he did, um, at the end of year two, he did Flash War. At the end of year three, he did uh, year one. At the end of year four, he was yeah. doing um, the uh, finish line stuff. He had the last couple of issues of finish line and a couple of things in there. So I was always writing, like, for Howard because of making sure Howard is so detailed, for Howard Ford is so detailed that I had to write super ahead for him. So I always knew what each, each year was going to end like. Mm-hmm. So that meant I was always writing like the end of a year story before I wrote the stuff in the middle. Huh. Like it was always so. So you had to like outline your way there. So you're like, okay, wait, yeah. what? How, do, how do I connect all this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was more in the middle. I think like Flash, I think it was like, once I was really writing Flash War, we had a conversation. I was in the office with the editors and we just outlined out to 100. Like we knew at that point, like here's what we're doing here. You know, here's what we're doing here. We had kind of planned it all out. Um, but even then it was rough. So I was always writing stuff kind of like out of order. So the pacing, I think it's weird in places because of that. Um, 
but yeah, with Robin, it's just it's really fluid and it's fun and it's monthly. So not to write it. <laughs> so you're not like <laughs> going crazy on it. I got yeah. a few questions about the whole Robin because yeah. I'm a huge Damien yeah. fan. I have been since oh, forever. Me too. Let's let's, let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. So I've I have followed his I guess character development, and then I feel like whenever someone takes over, they want to reboot him. Yeah. So they're like, oh, he's a little <laughs> shit again who doesn't doesn't hasn't learned a thing. Um, but I noticed you're picking up where the Teen Titans left off as opposed to just oh, it's Robin and we're forgetting everything he ever did. Because did you have a say in how that ended or were you like, this is going to be perfect because I want him to have a fresh start? I wanted him to have a fresh start. I wanted him a little bit away from the Bath family again, which I know isn't for right. everyone is makes everybody happy, but it's like <laughs> I needed to get him back. My, my, my goal was, so I knew how that story was going to end. That story, that whole thing with him going up against Batman, the Teen Titans thing, that had been in the works for man, a long time. Okay. Like long time, right? So It did feel it like properly planned out. It didn't feel like it came out of nowhere that Damien was like fed up with it all and left. It no, was like, oh, this is kind of worked out. That was planned for a really long time. And originally it was going to go like a different direction. There were other plans and stuff, you know, and, and um, you know, like obviously things changed. Plans changed in the last year. So it's like, mm -hmm. He was going a completely different direction. And uh, I was always like, had my eye on it. Like I was always, again, like I, I liked that character a lot. So every meeting, every every time he came up, I was always like, oh man, like I want to write him, but I want to write him like this. And so not, then when not it came Teen up, Titans, you want to write Damien. I want Damien, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to have his own book. I want to have his own adventure. I wanted to get him away from the kids. And, and that was part of it. I wanted to get away from other people's stories. But he could have his own story. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like when he's in Teen Titans, that's a Teen Titans book. And it's like all these other characters are there. And people always seem to want to write him as a villain. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to make him a hero again. Thank you. He always <laughs> does that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I also don't want to, like. I'm not I saying those friends are bad. It's just, it always feels like whenever no, someone no, takes no. over, he starts over like, I'm like, a, I'm a little shit. You're just going to have to deal with me. Like, no, <laughs> no, I wanted to. I wanted and he to grows again. Direction. <laughs> yeah, I wanted him to like go in a different direction, but I wanted to take what had happened before and just, all put, and just start getting him over here. But I also recognize that that takes time. So right, I couldn't yeah. just flip a switch, right? I had to give him kind of a <laughs> challenge. Uh, and if you look at, so I didn't do all the work by myself, though. It's like if you go look at um, the end of Teen Titans, there was the annual where he left. But then he was in Detective Comics for a little bit. Like, you know, Peter Tomasi did a story with him as Damien, not as Robin, but as Damien in Detective. And so he laid some of the groundwork of him kind of getting past the stuff from that. So okay. I read, I got to read all of Tomasi's stuff ahead of time. So I got to see the stuff that he was doing in the direction he was taking him in mm. so that I could pick up from there, not just Teen Titans. Like I'm not just taking up immediately from there and then running over here. Right. But I, I don't think I ignore anything in the last couple of years, but I did want to make it so if somebody came in and read, just wants to read a fun Robin book and just yeah. a fun Damien book, he's still a little shit at times, but it's like, you well, know. he's Batman's kid. He has to be. Like he's never <laughs> going to be cocky. Well, that's part of what. I mean, that's part of what this book is about. It, it really is about him growing and and I think playing a couple things out differently than the way he would before. We have a lot of conversations about this. Like we, there's a scene in issue two where we talked about this a bunch of like, does this negate his growth? Does this show that he has learned nothing in the last, you know, his and his time with Batman? And it was like, yes. Like I was able to find ways of doing. It. Like that's always the thing of like trying to find ways of, of respecting 
the stuff that's happened in the past, but also trying to do something different and new with him. But still have some fun with the kid. You know, he's a super right. Batman. He is super cocky. He is super uh, full of himself. All of those things are still there. But he's also, like, the sweetest kid. Like, there's a vulnerable part of him, you know? And I, I still want to explore all of that and, and play with those ideas. And so a lot of that will be in the book, you know? I don't want to ignore the stuff that happened, but in time, like, it, in the first issue... There's a part at the beginning where, um, and I think this art's out there. I think Gleb posted it, but it's like in the background, like it's Batman and Robin, they're jumping off a building together. But in the background, you like, you know, the basics. It's like son of Batman. He was in Super Sons. Like he hung out with their kids. Him and Batman had a falling out. And now here we are. Like those are the pieces I need you to know, right? Like I want you to know that stuff. And then let's just let's just go and start playing around with him, you know, getting to have some fun with that character. So I'm not gonna ignore the stuff that's come, but I definitely I definitely wanna keep him going in a different direction. But it's all about getting him back to being a hero and how that can be hard. You know, uh, See, I this, love that idea though, because I'm just yeah. I'm so used to reading a Damien story. And, I, and I've loved everything Damien's been in. I think everyone's done a great job giving him a mm-hmm. voice throughout the yeah. years. But the most, I think the most obvious one that DC wanted to keep him stuck in that, like, oh, he's got to just always be a little shit, was yeah. in Teen Titans Rebirth, we got to, like, issue 20. And then they rebooted the team. And everything he learned about having a team for the first 20 issues got rebooted. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, we're back to learning how to be a teammate. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what this, 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 he still, he doesn't want to be, I almost had him have a line of, I almost had him have a line of like, you know, I work alone or anything like that, but I was like, nah. And he still gets surrounded by people throughout this arc. Like he kind of yeah. builds, I don't say he builds a new team, but he definitely has a, a different supporting cast. Like Ravager is in the cast. Like she, she offers to train him. Uh, Cause once they get there, so the book is about Robin finds out that there is a uh, tournament. So he finds out that there were the league of assassins, league of shadows that work for his father and for his mother right and there's all kinds of politics there among those groups but then he finds out this whole time there was a third group called the league of lazarus who worked really early with rachel ghoul and then broke off and we don't we've never heard of them since then mm-hmm. and damien is like i have access to the back computer i have access to all our family archives i've never heard about this how was it kept a secret why was it kept a secret like what is going on with this and the fact that it was kept from him specifically like really it's a case in his brain He's right. like, that's a case. I have to go explore that. And so right. he goes to figure out what that is. Like, why was this thing kept secret from him? And does Batman know? If Batman doesn't know, that's even more interesting to him. So he's like, I gotta go figure out what this is. And he finds out that there is a tournament uh, like on, on this island called Lazarus Island. And everyone is going there to prove they're the greatest fighter in the world. All these different <laughs> people, all these different fighters from the DCU are coming. And, and uh, there's a lot of cool surprises and guest stars. And then there's stuff that like, will be, because uh, the arc is kind of long. It's actually kind of, I'm not doing it like, that's one thing with this book, I'm not doing it like, okay guys, here's our six issues because that's to fit in the trade. Right, <laughs> right. It's like, Thank no, you. It's, You're saying everything I want to hear on a new Damien arc. <laughs> yeah, because dude, there's, there, there's going to be like, um, like each issue kind of has a focus, uh, not getting too deep into planning, but it's like, you know, um, I just wanted to breathe and take our time with it and have some yeah. fun with it and have like each issue has a different kind of focus. And uh, it is about him learning something new throughout this whole thing in many different ways and learning something about himself. There's a lot more there. Cause I think that's the thing about Teen Titans is he does learn something about himself in Teen Titans sometimes, but he always turns on that team in some form or another. Yeah. 
right? That's always the arc that always happens. And it's just always yeah. – the, the Teen Titans becomes more interesting to see how, how does the team deal with Damien right. when he does Damien. It's basically what, yeah. what every Teen Titans arc turns into. Yeah, and they've I all was, got their great ways of doing it, but it's the yeah, same. Yeah, I wanted to different. I wanted to yeah. different. I think that it became much more of a – like, and that's why I plotted stuff out so far out is I just wanted to show a different story for Damien. You know, I think we've seen that. I always think different. And then we get to the stuff with him later down the line with him and um, some of the other characters. There, there's like surprise. I'm trying to keep a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how hard it is to keep a secret in comics. <laughs> there's really covers, like covers coming will, like, they'll, they'll spoil stuff, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, like, everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, please keep this cover secret for like an extra week. It- a lot like, of people like to hit me up and they'll say things like, oh, did you read the solicits? Can you believe what's happening? And I literally go, I don't read solicits because it spoils too much. Yeah. Like I try to get as yeah. close as I can to not get in that spoiler and solicits ruin it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was saying I try to write the solicits because I actually write the Robin solicits. So I try to write the Robin solicits as uh... – normally they don't let us do that, but I'm I... – <laughs> normally they don't let us do that, but I'm, I'm super uh... – picky i use that word <laughs> yeah because you don't want the solicit to reveal everything like that's always the worst part yeah. oh gee there's hit- times i i there's um there was a previews one time that in preview so when they were still printing previews last year before they stopped um there was a previews copy that literally said godspeed dies <laughs> is it bold it was big bold it was on the cover image but only in the printed previews so oh. nothing digital nothing else only in the printed previews it was like godspeed you know godspeed dies you know after godspeed's death all this stuff i was like what because i actually got i used to get the printed ones too and so um i just have a stack of them like in my office i used to have all these printed previews of all the companies because i you know i used to work at a comic store so it's like right I still had that like obsession with like reading previews every month. I used to read yeah. cover to cover, like everything, every solicit, every book for Marvel, DC, Image, you know, every everything. I used to read them, and uh, even even though I haven't worked at a store in like I don't know, like 15, 16 years, seventeen years, I think. Yeah, I I still would get previews every month, and I would read them and stuff, and uh, so I still had that. So when I got my copy of previews, I'm like flipping through it, and I got the DC section. Yeah, sure enough, boom, right there. Was like, like what? <laughs> and I was like, what? And I told them, I'm like, so ever since the one when Robin, I don't know what it was. I asked them. I was like, hey, I, I texted the uh, the editor, and I was like, I can always tell if I text an editor and they call me immediately instead of texting me back. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a conversation. <laughs> I text like, hey man, can I can I write the solicits? And uh, he called me. He's like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> And I was like, I just, I, I like, I like writing the solicits. I mean, you know, I write the solicits for all the image books that I do. And, and uh, I've done it in the past. I wrote solicits every once in a while for Flash. So actually in Flash, I would say the last six, seven months of Flash, I wrote those solicits too. Mm-hmm. Um, normally editorial does it, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do it. I love getting to look at it. Cause yeah, if I see, I have weird pet peeves. If I literally see in your solicit in this issue, <laughs> Why is that even there? Because I know it's in the issue. I'm, t- <laughs> right. I'm reading the solicit. <laughs> yeah, don't put, if I see a solicit start with in this issue, I'm like, no, no, just cut that. You can actually cut that one part and it still work. Dude. Right. So, um, but yeah, they'll, they'll send me sometimes. And sometimes they, man, they, they nail it. Like, or I'll give it to them and they'll like, 
know, they'll, they'll put like the spin on it. And I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Like Infinite Frontier, I actually didn't write that one. That one was written, um, I think it was written by Jamie and then some other editors and like marketing and sales, like the Infinite Frontier Zero solicit was written all by them. And mm-hmm. I had like two or three notes on it. Um, but for the most part, yeah, Robin's solicits are written by me specifically that I want to give things away. Right. Or I'm selective about what I do want to give away, right? Yeah. So it's, I do want to give away. Uh, but, but I think one of the best examples of this recently was Daredevil, right? So it's yeah. like, the Daredevil solicits were like, Daredevil's doing this, Matt Murdock is doing this, right? Yeah. No one realized that it was basically telling you that Matt Murdock is not Daredevil. Right. In the solicits. <laughs> they were not saying it, but then once it was revealed that Elektra is now Daredevil, You're like, you can oh. go back and you can read the solicits, and they're telling you the truth. They're not lying. Daredevil's yeah. doing this. Elektra, you know, Matt Murdock is doing this. I think stuff like that is gold. That is really it's awesome. It's like you're able to tell the reader something that is not giving it away, but once you get into the story, you can go back and read and go, oh, this is what was happening. Yeah. And you're so going to how... overanalyze your solicits now. Right? right? So they're like, Robin is going to an island. What does he mean by island? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how will this pay <laughs> off in six months? The Ravager is one that I was like, we can totally give away the Ravagers. They're on the island. And she's helping train him. That's awesome. I think that's fun. And, and, and then what that even means, like what is Ravager training him? I mean, he was trained by Batman. You know, right. What does he need? Yeah. Possibly teach him. And, <laughs> and that's part of the, that's part of the story. Like, what is it that she's going to teach him? What can she do? And, yeah. And then uh, his other encounters with these other characters, characters there's a scene in issue three where he's talking to some of the other fighters and uh he's kind of showing off and being you know trying to show like he's also trying to beef himself up you know like damien is still that kid right but he's around yeah. all these like other assassins like for the most right. part when batman is around people he's or demon is around batman or the bat family or he's around the teen titans right it, how often is he around just like a bunch of other fighters right you know, like a bunch of other people who have also been trained by people like that yeah and so he's around a bunch of them and uh, he's, you know, trying to, like, beef himself up and show, like, how cool he is and, you know, typical Damien a little bit. And then they start talking about how cool he is. But then one of them is, oh, man, one time your dad, like, beat the shit out of me. You know? <laughs> like, in this alley. Like, oh, man, he did this back kick. It's so cool. I've never seen anybody do that before. How did you get out of the cape? And then one other character is like, oh, his dad did that to you? Let me tell you what his dad did to me one time. <laughs> and oh, they, and it just completely and dwarfs. Going, yeah, it, it, it's like, oh, now this is about my dad. Yeah. It's about everyone here knows my dad in some way or being like, oh, man, one time I saw Batman do this. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, all these fighters are talking about his dad. It becomes like that thing in, um, it's like in Creed, you know? Yeah. Where everyone starts talking about Apollo and right. being like, oh, his dad was this, his dad was that, you know? And, and your dad, you know, and there's plus and minuses in that, right? When you're yeah. talking about Apollo, it's like, oh, he was this amazing fighter, but then he, he died in the ring you know uh so there's like that stuff going on so that happens to him there too it's a fun book dude it's it's very different from i think anything else i've done but that's been my my real goal after flash just like really to mix it up and do stuff that's like totally different and just have some fun and be i don't think we're calculating because they offered me stuff we had talked about a bunch of different books in this last year and there was only one that got away that i'm not going to talk about now (laughs) (laughs) It was only one that got away, but for the most part, I was able to do like all this cool stuff and do you know fun things. And uh, yeah, man, that's been pretty wild. What else you got, you Damien fan? What else you got for me? 
What else are you concerned about? Right. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of questions to ask that don't like just, oh, I hated this and I hated that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, try, it, dude, I'm trying yeah. to not make it into like, let's shit on old writers day. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, I get that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and that, I mean, dude, that's the only problem with being a fan of comics and watching character. Like my biggest complaint with Damien is always, I love his, tri- his growth. And yeah. then whenever someone takes over, they always restart it with, well, he's the Bat family member no one like. They, they, I feel like they always restart him back at w- when Grant Morrison left him. Yes. Okay, yeah. we're, we're going to go right back to that. I loved Grant Morrison's Damien, and I've read nothing in between. So this is possibly <laughs> where it started. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted to I, – because I'm so obsessed with continuity. I mean, I did the same thing with Flash. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't start Flash like completely over. I that's why I, I loved your Flash because it yeah, didn't forget thanks. everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm obsessed with that stuff. Like I can't, I get busted sometimes. Like there's time I say busted, but I've gotten calls from editors where they're like, "What? Are you, <laughs> what is why this? are you doing this scene? What is this?" And I'm like, "Well, actually, that references this comic book for 20 years ago. Like this is what's happening <laughs> with this, you know? And like, oh well, the reason I'm doing this is because of this. Yeah, you know, like, paying oh, well, off the things, right? Yeah, it's like the at my end of my uh, Batman Superman run, I had a Solomon Grundy issue. And I had Poison Ivy talk about some and, you know, all this stuff about Salman Grundy. And they were like, is this all continuity? They were right. like, what continuity is this? And I was like, well, references these comics. And they're like, yeah, but that's all pretty Flashpoint. And I'm like, <laughs> so? <laughs> yeah, well, so is Nightfall. So like... guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, no, but dude, you should imagine like us at summits. There have been times where we've been at a summit and some creator has been like, oh, I didn't like this story. And that creator's in the room. And they, oh. they like didn't they didn't realize that creator is like sitting at the table or in the room with them somehow and they're just right like, oh, they just like, know the story they don't know the the, the names well, that's behind the problem it. that yeah. sal and everybody see sometimes because we just kind of want to like cut loose and be like oh let's talk about this that and things i didn't like and things i did like but then we also a lot of people watch these shows and, right like, like they're human beings who are like yeah and i'm like i, I and i've always had the philosophy of and the reason why like uh, i never try to shit on things in comics is because there's so many things i do enjoy and like yeah I, I don't, yeah. there's no reason to really attack things. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, know the same way. I don't really read stuff I don't like. Right. Like, yeah, and that's just awesome. it. Yeah, I don't watch things I don't like. I don't know. I, I People are always like, what is your opinion on season five of this show you said you didn't like? I, don't, right. I stopped watching it in season yeah. one when I didn't I've like it. I've not seen like, four. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have never, uh, I don't know, I never understand the impulse to focus on the stuff you didn't, you didn't like about something. I say it all the time. People have like grudges about things. Maybe they're never read or never like they just have these weird uh I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. I've never really understood that to focus so much of your energy. There's this thing, um I, I have people that hit us up because we'll get something wrong in like so a great uh, of somebody holding no, no, a weird grudge. Yeah. So we got when we first started doing this, I actually think it might have been at that year that you and I met and I, I thought you were mad at me, but <laughs> it was like yeah, it was we should like talk me. about that. We should talk about that. We talked about yeah. that. Before. I think we have. I think we have talked <laughs> yeah, about that before yeah, on the before. air. But and I was not but mad it was, at you. Yeah. But I it was like the, we were on the uptick, everything was doing really well. We were still brand new. Me, Sal, Rob, all of us were kind of meeting yeah, these cons. Yeah. And this one fan shows up and he gets in the line for a signing that we were doing at some booth. And yeah. he and didn't have anything to sign. What he wanted to know, what he, he literally stood in that line for like 30 minutes to let me know that I got Transformers lore wrong <laughs> and, that I, and that he needed to correct me right. that I got it wrong and wanted to know when I'll make an official correction video. <laughs> There's oh, a comment section. Oh, you do for retraction? Yeah. yeah like, you for retraction. Like I, I did one <laughs> Transformers video and I said something about Megatron being on one planet and not the other. And they were like, you, well, you got that wrong. And you really yeah. need to correct oh that and God. give a correction to the video. Yeah. You had, 
And I was like, I, I did one Transformers video, right. and we're not doing another one. So, like, you think there, you, you guys think there's some kind of like arbiter that like keeps us from like that, that holds us accountable and put, put you know some kind of like barrier? No, no, no. Like, we're just a couple of mooks on the internet talking about comics. Like, <laughs> exactly. I don't have, I could just, yeah, oh, yeah, a we whole have a channel like, just talking about making up stuff. Like, <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, I forget stuff too. Like, when you blink in the moment, you know, you're talking about something. I had a, I had a, per, I've had people correct me in the last a uh, uh, few weeks because i've done like a lot of podcasts and i've done a lot of interviews recently and i've had a lot of people come on and be like oh well you know you forgot about this or you missed this person's name like i've been getting a lot of that lately. yeah um, oh welcome to our world then <laughs> yeah i bet you, I yeah i you forgot uh, about is the big one you for and it's yeah. like no i didn't forget i just didn't mention it like this, yeah or you didn't mention it that's another thing dude oh yeah oh yeah, yeah that's, that that's happened i was on a i was on a podcast a few weeks ago and somebody asked me about the robins they asked me about the Robins, you know, yeah. like Damien, Tim, Nightwing, the whole thing. And yeah. they asked me specifically about Tim. Okay. So they're like, I have a question about Tim. And I was like, cool. So I answered their question about Tim. I was like, oh, here's what's going on with Tim. And uh, I was like, you know, here's the, I can't talk about it right now, but here are the plans for Tim, right? Mm-hmm. All good. And then somebody online got really upset because I didn't talk about the Batgirls. Uh, and me not talking about the Batgirls meant there were no plans for the Batgirls. That's an extrapolation <laughs> and I have, like, but yeah, like, and they were, they were, you know, they were coming at me like, how come, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, if somebody asked me Batgirls, I would say the same thing. I'm like, listen, there's really cool sub coming for the Batgirls. I promise you. Yeah. Like there, there is a Batgirls and that's why I wrote a Batgirls short last year was part yeah. of that. I'm not writing the Batgirls plans. I mean, I'm in those conversations and stuff, and I think they're really cool. It's really great stuff coming. Uh, But that doesn't mean, like, me, the lack of me talking about a character doesn't mean there's no plans for that character. Right. It really means, like, I'm not in charge of everything, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing that's funny. I, I, I think, especially considering right now with editorial at DC, where there are so many people who work at DC who love DC Comics and have, like, their favorites, and, and a lot of them have, I'm telling you right now, like the people who work at DC right now, yes, everybody there loves like the heavy hitters, but they're just like us where they're like so many other favorites of these people that like are the, the B or C characters. Yeah. Again, yeah. someone's getting mad at me if I mention one of their characters as a C character. <laughs> <laughs> Booster Gold is not C. Like, I, I actually like messing with people with that kind of a thing because I'll just, oh, uh, yeah, no, Red Hood's one of my favorites and he's like an E level character. And they're like, wait, what do, you, what do you mean E level? I'm like, I just, oh like, I just like demote everyone to these crazy low levels just to right. mess with them. Just everyone. to see them. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I never thought about doing that. I definitely should do that from now I on. I do it a lot with Iron Fist because I was like, what do you think about the new Iron Fist stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, he's one of my favorite F level characters. Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's somebody that's like, I was having this conversation with somebody um with with a buddy of mine we were, we were talking about uh comic book stuff and I was talking about this this one particular character and he was like nobody cares about that character. And I was like, let me tell you something. Like every <laughs> single character has a number one fan. Yep. Oh yeah. The number one fan is like especially the lower down you get. Oh yeah. Because there's a lack of that character right like right. the lower you get i actually asked i asked this quiet word balloon the other day and I asked john this question i'm gonna ask guys this question it's two parts all right it's two parts this question right. uh so what is your guys's favorite like heavy hitter dc character and then what is your favorite below a lister we'll use that phrase okay who's your favorite a lister and then who's your below a lister for you guys like which one I mean, I, I'm the big Bat family fan, so it's, it's just okay. always Batman and then Red right. Hood's normally, like, right below that. I literally have to... Oh, it's Red Hood? 
Yeah, it's uh, normally because I love I love that he's been developed into someone, which is what my complaints yeah. are with what they've done with Damien. They developed Red Hood, and Damien keeps looping. You yeah, have you, <laughs> dude, this is really weird. I was going to ask you a question just now. Obviously, you haven't read, but I was like, have you read the the Red Hood ship uh, Sadarsky story in Batman Urban Legends? And then I realized that isn't out yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't. It. Thanks. It looks awesome. It looks awesome, man. Oh, Abrams good to know. It. It's really cool, yeah. and, and uh, the stuff that, that with with Red Hood is really cool. I think it was definitely more about getting him back in with the bat family and stuff like that so if you're mm. a good fan that's where you can go with that but oh i'm excited to see what they're going to do with him because he's been away for so long and they it, uh, it, he they did such a long run of him just continually developing and i think it works because they had one writer on it's why like your flash did really well and why i like tom king's batman because you had mm. it was just a long run so yeah. You, yeah. you're not going to contradict yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they have they have cool stuff uh coming with him. But all right, Sal, what's up? Who's your, who's your uh, favorite? Who's your below? I gotta tell you, it used to be Batman, but I'm kind of I'm I'm turning around towards Superman as I get older. Oh um, yeah, I but it's that. it's between the two of them. I think it's but it's always it's always Batman. Uh, so Batman A list. Uh, and then I kind of di- like I don't know if it counts, so I'm gonna go with Ted Cord. Oh, Blue Beetle? Yeah, yeah Blue sure. Beetle. Why yeah. wouldn't he right, count? So, wait, wait, evil version, time travel. No, no, I was going to say, the, the, one I was, the one I was thinking of doesn't count because he just literally hasn't been allowed to be published, which is static. Like, Oh, I, oh they just announced today. There's a I know, like, he finally, he's yeah. going to get a book, but like, he hasn't been in print in like a decade. So Yeah, static is a weird one. So this is what I'm going to ask you guys then. All right. And I think, you know, I already answered the question with, um, with the Red Hood stuff because of Urban Legends. But this is the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. Is like, yeah. If your favorite character, because obviously Batman and Superman, they're always going to have a book. They're right? never going like, to not print it, yeah. Yeah, I think the one time there was a Superman comics was when he died, and that was just part of a strategic plan, right? right yeah. like we talked about this. That was a strategic plan to not have Superman books. For three months, you'd believe he was dead. That was right. perfect, right? Um, if there was no Red Hood comic, if there was no Blue Beetle comic, or like you just said, Static, does that diminish your love of that character? And do you feel like that is a statement that that character is no longer cool if they don't right. have their own no, oh, not at all. I, I'm the I'm under the philosophy of I would rather there be just solid stories of a character coming out. Like I get why stuff like Batman yeah. never ends, but I would prefer yeah, like sure. hey, here's just a solid Red Hood storyline for a year, and then we're taking a break. And we're gonna yeah. come back with another amazing story as opposed to filler stories yeah. to get to the next big one. Yeah, uh, that's my my personal opinion too. Like I can't speak for DC, but I do feel like I feel as though that is a great model for some of these characters. Like I would rather there be a 12 issue red hood thing or like you know this this story that's in batman urban legends with red hood is only six issues and then and then red hood is the main pov for the first arc of um of uh, gotham he's the main pov of the crusade gotham book okay so it's like you know um I mean, that book is really about all of, all of gotham it's not just him but he's the entry into that world right um I don't know. I'd rather there be like, so blue beetle. It's like, I'd rather somebody come in and say, I have, I'm really passionate about a blue beetle series. I have this thing I want to do this beginning, middle and end. Yeah. And then at the ending, you get this dope blue beetle hardcover. Right. And that point forward, if someone says, I'm a huge fan of this, like, I love blue beetle. Where do I go? It's like, we'll start here. I mean, Reach I don't think really, yeah. yeah, Tom's really good about that in terms of like, Mr. Right Miracle, now, Strange Ventures, yeah. Yeah, if somebody's sitting there, and well, you know, look at Vision, right? Like yeah. Vision, obviously, with WandaVision, people are going out in droves and buying Vision. You know, they're doing a new printing of it. Yeah. Um, it's like, I think things like that are, there should be more of that for those characters specifically. Totally. Like, I think for Batman, uh, even, even years ago, when I initially pitched, I, I'm obsessed with this, because I even, 
you know, when I was initially pitched Flash, my plan was only a 12-issue story. Like, I wanted to do this initial 12-issue thing. Because I also, that was before I knew Rebirth was coming. So all those uh, toys were on the table yet. It was like, I just want to do a 12-issue Flash story, and this is what it's about. And so I went to Dan and them, I pitched it as that. And that was the thing that they were like, oh, uh, we want you to do the ongoing series after that. But there was a <laughs> moment there where Dan liked the pitch enough in the beginning where he was like, even if there's two Flash books for a while, if it's just you doing this 12 issue series, it's this story that is an evergreen flash thing. Yeah. And then there's the book. Um, but then that was like, right as rebirth was like becoming rebirth internally was right mm-hmm. when I was pitching that. So then it got merged in and obviously things changed. And then I was like, Oh, all the toys could be on the table. Exactly. And then it became a conversation of like, well, how do I bring the flash family back? Well, that's what, these are the goals I have for this book is to do these things. And it's like, Oh, while he's on the table, I would like to try Wally. So it's like, once those things started coming together, it definitely changed. But I remember uh, I went to dinner with a bunch of salespeople and then a bunch of people who were book buyers for other, uh, you know, for bookstores. And I sat down, I had so many questions and I was just like, what are you guys' sales like for these books? What are the things that always sell no matter what? Like, what are the number one sales for each character? Yeah. Like, what's the number one thing that sells you for Superman, for Batman, and Green Lantern? And, and there was obviously patterns there. And so ever since then, I've been trying to look for that those kinds of patterns and things yeah. and, and it became more of like i guess i really advocate for this where i'm i try to talk about in the room when i'm in the room i, I try to say like well we need more things like this not just because of sales but i do think like blue beetle for an example like i would really rather just be a, a blue beetle 12 issue thing and there right. are there are plans for that character and stuff like that but it's like i would rather try to make an effort to make that yeah. than here is and i say this like i'm a hypocrite when i say this but it's like after being on the flash for over a hundred issues. Right. <laughs> it's like, I would, I, I do think it would be cool on some of these characters. If we could just make these definitive things, like I would, I was just pitching hush a lot. I think hush is kind of perfect because yes. you get, you know, at the time you get like an A-list writer, A-list artist. Yep. Jim's on it for all 12 issues. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks beautiful and uh, it tells a self-contained story. But the other thing that does is that book, not only is it like a self-contained Batman story, it is every like all the greatest hits it's all the villains yep like yep. all the big name villains are in there there's some shocks in there and introduces a new character and has i mean he has superman in it. like he fights superman in it. Like, right you're talking about literally somebody is like i'm gonna make a 12 issue thing that is there's a solid story that has all the if you love batman here are all the pieces you need yep this issues or look something like long halloween you yeah. know it's like all these things have all these pieces and i uh i think about this a lot and that's it's funny right now, like, you know, I don't always engage or respond in places. Most times I'm busy. Like, I have too much going on all the time to, to answer a million questions on, on Twitter. But I do see occasionally I look, and it is overwhelming at times to get down there and be like, oh, my God, there's so much going on here. <laughs> um, and then I look, and it's like all these questions about all these characters. But also, I will never blow up somebody else's plan. <laughs> like, somebody, you know what I mean? Like, it would suck if somebody is like, oh, this is my favorite character. And I'm like, oh, man, I know all about it. Here's right. what's coming. <laughs> and it's like, totally, like, fuck up. And the other writers just sitting there like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that yet. Like, that would suck. <laughs> I would feel bad, and I would be in trouble for that. So there's that stuff, too. I don't, I don't want to get out there and do that. But I do think that it's like, Right now, I can tell, talking to editorial, like, everybody's trying to figure something out for a lot of these characters and trying to figure out ways of just doing something that's different, too. Yeah. Like, not just repeat the same beats that have been done before. Yeah. Um, I'm guilty I mean, of that, like, too. I, like, I'm a huge fan of The Flash, and I, that's what I loved about what you did with it, because I feel like a lot of older Flash stories always resolve with, can he go faster? 
which is my biggest complaint with the, with the CW show because that's like the re- resolution to every season. Just runs a little okay, faster. Just, just go a little bit faster. You got this faster. down. Like. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that a lot. I knew that criticism. Like, and I felt that criticism. Every story is like he runs faster. But so you kept introducing about... like the forces, and you had like the wall, the the flash war that you were given. Yeah. The powers so you had a good way of like uh, getting us different ways of handling it. Yeah. Which is what I enjoy. Yeah, the forces is the only thing I wish I could go back and like redo. I don't know the forces were a weird thing. That that's an example of things getting like written out of order and not really like landing the way I wanted or mm. wanting to like get it get it where I needed it. You know, like we it became this thing because we were always writing stuff out of order. That that's one piece. That's part of why I, once I was able to break free of it, I broke free of it because I was like, this is not landing the way I wanted to. This is not working the way I wanted to. You know, it was something that came from uh, from editorial, and so when it came from editorial, like me trying to figure it out, where I was. But I was so obsessed with getting the Flash family back. That was always my goals of like getting them back. Yeah. So it was like, okay, if the, if we're using these new forces thing, the new forces get me this. Can it right. get me here? You know? <laughs> it's always like, what can I do to get over here? And um, but yeah, I try to always add new stuff to the mythology too, and try to like mix it up. But I didn't want it to be that like just oh Barry runs faster. That's why in the ending, that's why in the ending, like he doesn't defeat Fawn by running faster like it wasn't like we're gonna race and i'm gonna beat you to something i didn't want it to be that i right. you named it finish line and i was legit going all right this is this is the arc where he's gonna do the normal flash ending and he's just gonna outrun reverse flash it's, this is gonna be the the traditional flash finale and then oh, you I didn't do about, that <laughs> no because i thought about how reverse flash had been beaten before and all of them were really creative you know it's like when wally beat him at the end of return of uh barry allen you know, he tricked him to making him think that he was going to go back in time and kill him as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course... It is so funny. Because uh, that's yeah. literally what gave Thawne the idea. Like, Thawne's like, okay, good idea. Go back in time. Torment my uh, my tormentor. Got it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's funny, like, I think... Uh, I was on this panel one time, and the moderator was like, you added so much history to Thawne. You completely wrote Thawne's history. And I was yeah. like, Nope. Go back and read Blitz. If you go back and read Blitz, um, there's a lot of mythology in there about, like, there's a scene in the background where um, where Hunter Zolomon is being taught about the rogues in a, in a class, an FBI class, for profiling. And they have all this stuff written on the wall in the back of the classroom about Thawne <laughs> and obsession and all this stuff and love and all these things about how obsession can be. And there's that. And then if you go back and you read, I mean, read, read Return of Barry Allen. Yeah. That whole thing yeah. where he's explaining how he was this like hardcore fanboy who was obsessed with him and wanted to be him. Yeah. Like he had himself. The reason he went back <laughs> and kind of looked like Barry was because he literally had plastic surgery in the future to look like Barry. Yeah. Like he had it. It wasn't like that wasn't part of his trick. He did it on purpose because he was that obsessed with Barry. He wanted to be him. Yeah. And that's why with um finish line, that's why I had him go into Barry's body because he was like, I want to be you. It was an extension of that. Yeah. Right? right. So it was like I wasn't uh, necessarily. I was shining a light on. It. I wasn't right. necessarily rewriting it or redefining his character and changing it. I was going back and looking at all these pieces and being like, "Here, here's all these pieces. Let's just put a light on it." Says what exactly. it is. And then keep escalating. That's why I took over his body and uh, you know his obsession with being Barry. Like that's really what it was. He's where it all comes from. Yeah. How did, how did it feel to hand uh, Reverse Flash that new power that basically... Oh, the whispering? Like, yeah, that like answered <laughs> all of Rebirth's big what-ifs <laughs> and then just go, and now it's gone. 
<laughs> yeah. I I was so sure they weren't going to let me do that because that was the plan from the beginning. <laughs> so like way back in issue, uh, if you go back, so one of the things I had thought about at one point, um, so here's, the, this is about, uh, explain this. All right, so at the end of New 52 Flash, he beat Thawne at the end, like right before, the last story arc was a rogue story, but right before that was a versus Thawne story. Yeah. And he beat him and then Thawne just got locked up in Iron Heights. He was locked in Iron Heights. And I was trying to figure out how do I use him? He's just locked up in Iron Heights. Like he's the greatest supervillain for the Flash. And he's still in Iron Heights, but he's yeah. also like a bigger. Didn't they like, have him like upside down or something? Like he was no, like, that was down. that was before. That was stuff in um, pre Flashpoint. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, yeah they, they had him upside down, and then I think that was when um, like Captain Boomerang came in and freed him. That's all like Brightest Day Flash era stuff. Mm. Okay. But, all right. Uh, yeah, he. Um, so I'm locked up, and I was like trying to figure out how to like get him, escalate him as a character. So even early on, I was teasing this stuff about him, and also because he time travels, there's all kinds of like shenanigans with him. And I was able to, um, so I had this plot, and that's why in issue nine of the Flash, there's that scene where you see Barry is starting to snap, like there's something wrong, right? And he's starting to snap, and you see behind him, you see that like his energy trail is thawing. And Thawne right. is whispering to him and being like, you're going to fail, you're going to mess up. That was all tied into like rebirth, time travel shenanigans, but also the stuff that Thawne was doing. And I was trying to say that like Thawne has been manipulating. Because I was like, listen, if, if Thawne wanted to hurt him, would he really stop with, with uh, killing his mom? And then, you know, like the joke of like pushing him down the stairs and all that stuff, like it was yeah. me, Barry, you know? <laughs> I was always like, like that, because I love that meme, but I was oh, like... Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it seems so silly that, like, the extent of it was, like, yeah, I tricked you while you were playing soccer that one time. Ha-ha, supervillain, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's like you gotta have something else going. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I gotta figure some stuff out of how he manipulates him, but it's, okay, you know, if you're a Thawne and you want to mess with them, it's not just about him, it's about the Flash family. And so I was able to go through, and then uh, over the years, I was always having to pivot, because other things would come up, you know? Right. And it's like, Obviously, we're having a pivot because of Heroes in Crisis, or we're having a pivot because of of whatever you know, things not working out, or 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 things. I had to wait for a couple plot elements because of other books and stuff, yeah. and you know, I had to move things around. Um, and every time a person acted out of character, I was always like, "That's just gone." Like I, I <laughs> that's just gone, and uh, and I knew that was going to be the ending. And I remember when I wrote that scene again. I'd write this about order. And so that ending, those two issues were written pretty early because Howard had to do them. I think that's why the second, the, I say the third to last issue is kind of packed because I probably should have had two issues instead of that right. one. Um, but I ran out of room, you know, it was like, because the Howard issues were going to do the last two and they weren't going to be oversized and be regular size. Like the two issues before that, it's like one of them, one of them really works and the other one is kind of smacked together because I, yeah, I ran out of room. I was like, oh no, I should have. Oh, well, this is it. This is it. The ending, so <laughs> Super crap. I can't, Super can't ask yeah. for another issue. Um, this is what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> and so I had to, like, you know, uh, fit all this stuff together. And then uh, as we were getting closer and closer to that, so it was that. It was the, it was the, the thawn is behind everything. You know, he had whispered to wally to cover it up it was why wallace kept agreeing to go with damien for all this stuff even though he knew it was wrong you're not telling anybody it's why they fought each other like all this stuff that was kind of in the works the whole time 
I mean, I was like, any minute now, somebody from DC is going to be like, you can't do that. Right. I, I was, I, I was just waiting. ruined it all. <laughs> I was waiting. And, or even just the last issue where he says, like, I forgive you to Thawne. Mm. I was like, somebody's going to be like, no, you can't do that. And then not only <laughs> that, but then it was like, Speed Metal, I had written at the same time. So I wrote Speed Metal at the same time as I wrote those two issues, the last two. So it's all gearing to this whole, like, happy ending. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Barry goes to a barbecue with the Flash family. And then he gets to run off into the sunset knowing who he is and why he's doing what he's doing and no, no longer feeling this doubt. And then talking to his mom at the end and saying like, it's not about me anymore. It's about this. and I'm going to have a better life. You know, yeah. uh, I'm going to leave this stuff in the past. And then him get to go to Wally and tell Wally, like, you know, you deserve to be the flash and all this stuff. And, and to be able to have these pieces, man, I kept waiting for somebody to tell me no. Yeah. Like, every <laughs> and the closest we got was I got a call about the wording of some of Thon's language on that page is a nine panel grid. And he goes, you know, tell everybody, I got a call about the wording, man. I was so paranoid. I was like, <laughs> I was so just like, you have to let me have this because this has been building to this since the beginning. Like everything about Barry is building to finish line for years now. Like from, from, you know, I knew what issue one was if one through eight are one story. But once you think about like the rebirth issue plus issue nine, everything from nine on has been building to this moment. Like we've been seeding this this whole time. Right. If somebody goes back and they read the whole run, they're going to see how everything has been building to those issues of him saying, like, I keep making mistakes because I'm not actually moving forward because you haven't moved forward because Thon will not move forward as a person. You and I are tethered together. I need you to move on. But that doesn't mean me killing you because killing you in the past was a mistake. So I have to do something different. And what he does is he gives thought a better life, right? Like that is, you know, by saying, I, I forgive you is him letting go, you know, of, of that part of his life. And then by giving Thawne the better future where Thawne can be happy, it allows him to be happy, it allows him to move forward. Everything is, is building to this. You know, it, it's it's Thawne doing the worst thing of like, I just with you, I with your family. And Thawne still, you know, and, and Barry still have a way to, to forgive him. Everything's been building that. So I was just like, oh man, please, let's not, you know, and, right. uh, and they let me do it. They let me do it. Like the closest we came was there was some, there was some questions about very specific wording and I'm moving back and forth on it. It worked out and uh, then it worked out for me. It, it got to, it got to be the ending I wanted it to be. And, uh, and then I was done with those characters until we started talking about Infinite Frontier. And then I was like, I have one more thing I want to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have one more thing. It was funny. Cause it was like, you know, yeah, they like, they, they pull me back in uh yep. mm -hmm. you know back in like because yeah the week the week that both speed metal and flash came out it was super surreal because it's like this has been a part of my life since spring of 2015 yeah like, right you know i remember back in spring of 2015 at c2e2 was the first time i had a conversation of like maybe you should write the flash and then you know i wrote it for you know like yeah a year later it's 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 coming out I've been sometimes it's a, a piece of my like life for so long. So the week those issues came out, it was super weird. But that's when I started having those conversations with DC more of like, I mean, at that point I knew some of the books I was doing. I think I had had like three of the five books greenlit by then. Three of them. Yeah. Three of them had been greenlit by then. So I knew what I was doing, but then it became this whole conversation of like, what else I want to do long term and what are my, you know, my thoughts on a lot of different stuff. But then this, this, this infinite frontier stuff came up of doing this special issue and we started talking about the beats that we wanted to 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 land and then move forward and one of them was 
we wanted to kind of put a a, a, a circle on the Wally and Barry relationship and we mm. wanted to do one more thing and part of it is because because of death metal being this big crazy like Asia apocalypse level epic thing there were there, I think there's sometimes confusion of like when does death metal happen right and it oh, was yeah. like we wanted to pinpoint like okay this is, this is the rule everything that happened before before uh, future state all of that happened so all, all of it's here now we're starting March and it's all happening now we're, now we're moving forward, right? Like right. everything's just go forward. And, but with their relationship, because I resolved, this is a conversation we had in the summer with some of the Wally stuff. It was like, I was like, guys, I promise you, like by the time someone reads Speed Metal, like I get you what you need for that character. Like he goes on the emotional journey across that issue. And he realizes what he needs. And at the ending, he's like back in, back in the role of being Wally again. And right. To... And so with Infinite Frontier, I just had one more thing I wanted to do and we had talked about it and uh, I just like stuck a claim on it. Like in, in, in the meeting, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm writing that part. This is how many pages it's going to be. And this is what we're going to do. And, and uh, Howard's going to draw it. And so it's like an epilogue I was doing, but it's really about getting those characters sort of moving them forward right. and letting other people play with them, but getting them to a better, a better place. So that's like, I feel like is my final. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I think, you know, I remember when I was in the middle of my run, I kept thinking about how Mark, Wade, and Jeff came back to The Flash after years of being away. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave something unsaid. And I mean, Jeff's is different because he came back for Barry, yeah, right? right? Like, that was his reason for coming back. Where I think Mark came back because he had more to tell yeah. with that character. And, uh, and it's, I think for both of them, it's their favorite character. Uh, like their favorite D- well, I mean, Superman is obviously Mark Wade's favorite. Yeah. Character, but, you, know, <laughs> um, you know, so I wanted to, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want to come back to it. I want to come back and just like restart what I was doing. And, um, but that's why with this, I was like, I have one more thing to do. And it's not like, I don't want to write those characters again. I have plans. I, I have, I have stories I want to do with them, but not in the flash book. Like that's mm. their, like there's things I want to do, and, and you know, and like I said earlier, like Justice Damien and Flash, right? Damien and Flash, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Overanalyzing uh, everything you've said, I've got it. It's Damien and Flash. Gonna... <laughs> that'd be fun. Damien's fun with any character he interacts with. Uh, right. Yeah, the stuff we have planned for that book, man, it's it's really fun. I feel like if somebody is, uh, I'm trying to write it in a way that is completely accessible to somebody who's brand new to the DC universe, and, and or if you just want to read a Robin book, like it's all accessible to you. But if you've been reading DC comics for, you know, years, years, you know, there's pieces in there. But now, you know, what's really cool now is that, like, so much stuff's available, you know? Like, if you, not just in trade, it's like, I'm not trying to sell this this pitch necessarily, but it's like, with, with Marvel Unlimited and DC Infinite, right? Like, having both those apps, if there's something you think a character is cool and you want to go read, if you have those apps, you can just go read those books now, you know, I mean, we still buy the trades, but there are times where I'm like, like right now in the middle of rereading Daredevil, uh, I started reading it with the Frank Miller stuff and now I'm on the Mark Waite stuff. Oh, and I've been reading it just, just every day. I sit down and I read a couple issues and, uh, you know, at night and I'm, I'm, so I've been reading a lot of Daredevil recently. Uh, so yeah, now I'm on the Mark Wade stuff, and then with DC stuff, I'm reading like a bunch of stuff. I can't say what I'm reading because it'll give away everything I'm working on. Right. Uh, <laughs> I almost uh, did this. Tell now me like, exactly I'm which issues you're reading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not research. Yeah. What are you well, because what's cool is on the on the, the DC one, you can break it up into um, you you can make you can build your own lists. 
right? You can build your own groups. Okay. And so I'll go in there and I'll be like, okay, this is all the reference for this book. So I'm working on this book. And so I'll go through and pre-plan. So I'm like, okay, I remember this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue. And you can save them into that group. And so I'll go through and save them all, build them into this little, this little list. And uh, it's not a list. It's like, it's like a weird grouping. You yeah. can, you have like your favorite right. groupings, but you can break up your favorites by whatever. So I'll break up into characters or books. So for example, since I'm writing Robin, I have a Robin file on there and I just save all kinds of different things. But not everything in there is a Robin book. There's times right. where it's like, okay, so for Ravager, I have to do all this stuff for Ravager. So sometimes that's Teen Titans stuff, that's Deathstroke stuff, that all gets saved into, into that file. Um, it just depends on what it is. So like, I'm, uh, I'm introducing a new character in, in Robin. We're, we're actually introducing a few characters in Robin. Uh, some of them will be surprises. We're, we're bringing some characters in, and I think they'll surprise people. And we're introducing a bunch of new ones. But the one that we're kind of pushing the most is a character called Flatline. And she is um, she is Lord Deathman's sidekick. Like he has a new sidekick, and it's her. So I had to go back and look at old Lord Deathman stuff from Grant's run, right? Right, and like find stuff in there with with Lord Deathman to put um, with her. So those like that stuff where it's like sometimes Batman ink stuff is in the Robin file. Anyway, yeah, I read a lot of old comics <laughs> lately. I read a lot of stuff. Like, and I say old, it's like it's so crazy to have these conversations and be like, yeah, old comics, you know, from like two thousand. Right. <laughs> well, I think that's bad because I get, especially with the pandemic, I've gotten so weirdly, my reading pile has gotten so weird. Like old piles is like a year ago. Oh, I never got to this one. You know, like yeah. that's, that's my old pile right now. I think the oldest thing I have on the desk at the moment, uh, I don't even know. I'm looking at a Guardians of the Galaxy from like two years ago. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I have like, I have a lot of stuff in here. Like I just got the curse words hardcover. And what else I got? I got a bunch of image books that have come in. I got a bunch of Kickstarters that all came in at the same time, oddly. And then I have like a stack of books or indie books that I was trying to read over the winter break that I never got to. So that's over here. Mm. Then I have like a bunch of single issues down here. And there's just like, it's stuff everywhere. There's, there's the, pro- the problem with comic books is just so many. It turns into, I'll get to that tomorrow. I'll get to that yeah. tomorrow. I'll get to that tomorrow. Oh. And then, or then yeah. you finally sit down and you're like, oh, I should start on this pile. But this came in. <laughs> well, that's what it, I mean, that's the thing about the digital stuff that gets me is that like then I have like I'm I'm reading these Daredevil books and it's the Mark Waste the Daredevil stuff is so good, yeah. That yeah, it's like oh here it is and I can read like three in a row and I can just you know on my iPad and read them really quickly and I love yeah uh, I love that book so much that also is like it's stuff sometimes on the, on the weekend I'll sit down and I'll read like a trade or something I'll go in the we have a chair in the bedroom that's like kind of away from everything it's like a nice corner it's very like mellow. And I'll go in there and I'll, I'll sit down and read a whole trade like on a Sunday afternoon or something. Yeah. But uh, even that's one trade a week doing that. So it's like when you're getting a stack of stuff and then it's like we get DC comps and I, you know, I buy a lot of books. I buy a lot of books. I have cut back a little bit since Christmas, but before, before, because uh, when we have like a little bit of a winter break uh, around Christmas, um, Around then, I just bought, like, stacks of stuff. Like, I'm super behind Immortal Hulk, so I have, like, a bunch of Immortal Hulk. I have the Immortal Hulk covers, hard covers over here. Nice. Um, like, in November, I'm a little behind on, on Donnie's. I think Venom. I'm only, like, three behind on Immortal Hulk now. I did, yeah. like, well, I did like a binge of catching up, because, like, I stopped reading it at 13 when he went to hell. Like, yeah. the, the first oh, time yeah, he went yeah. to hell. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was a great ending. And then, I like, I checked back later, and I'm like, it's still going. I should probably keep, <laughs> yeah. keep reading I, uh, <laughs> Like Gideon Falls is a book that I read the first two trades in one night. Oh, like yeah. I just sat down. Gideon Falls is so good, but it's definitely like better as a binge read. Mm-hmm. Okay. I read it. I read it in the first two 
the first two trades on like one night and then I fell behind and I was done and there's like six trades I think and so I have the five of them but I don't want to start three now I have to reread from the beginning because it was so long ago yeah I have to read all of this stuff but yeah what else is going on at DC let me see so I got Infinite Frontiers coming out in beginning of March there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens in that and I was actually gonna ask, like, what do you directly want to promote? Let's yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go on to the direct I promotion mean, portion of yeah, our show. Yeah, well, I would say Robin. I, I think Robin is probably my priority right now. There's there's some coming up in the year that are later, but I, I would think Robin is the priority. Infinite Frontier is is crazy. Like, there's some really big stuff that happens in it. Like, I kind of forget some of the bigger moments in it until I saw it until I saw them, you know. And uh, it has all these different creative teams on it. Everyone kind of pointing their books in different directions on what they want to do and and with the bigger stuff that's coming um and then that will spin off in other stuff and really impacts the dcu like that book once it once it comes out i think people will really see how much it's going to impact a lot of stuff moving forward in the dcu over the next year yeah. i'm excited it feels like dc rebirth and when dc rebirth dropped it was like oh okay this is gonna be great you know yeah i, feel yeah, like that with I think, frontier. i mean i thought a lot about rebirth and, and i've read rebirth a lot of times i was working on flash like flash was so connected to rebirth with the barry and wally stuff it's like it was so in there that's a book that I read, read many, many times. But I also didn't want it to just be Rebirth Part 2. You right. know? I didn't want it to right. be the same thing. That's part of why we brought in so many different writers and we had to be where it's like, you know, me and uh, Scott and James write our chapters, but then it's like there's chapters written by all these other different writers like Bendis and uh, Jeffrey Thorne during the Green Lantern one, Tim Sheridan during Titans one. And yep. Being able to get in there and like Joelle does the Wonder Girl chapters and, and, and they're all little short like teases, but they're all building to something about how it's like all these characters are starting new chapters in their life. And there's a scene where Wonder Woman and Spectre are talking about it and it's just like being able to start new chapters in your life can be great, but it can also be really scary. Right. Like how yeah. she says, he says like that can be wonder. And she's like, yeah, but it's terror. And I wanted to show that. And, and that's really what the book is about is like everyone is starting these new chapters, but that can apply to, that can mean different things. You yeah. know, there's a line at the ending where it's like every new, you can start all these new chapters in your life, but every time you start a new chapter in the book, all it does is get you closer to the ending. Like that's oh. all that's happening, you know? So <laughs> that's sort of like part of the theme of it that you get to. It's like, there's always some kind of dark twist on everything in the, in the background. There's something brewing and, and, and trying to move some of the stuff along to get, you know, to the, the bigger stuff. And yeah. it's pretty crazy. I don't know. It was, it was a really interesting book to develop and, and talk with editorial about a lot over the last, you know, few months. The day I went to print, it was like, man, it was crazy. Like, uh, it, it I, I must have read it like so many times just looking at it <laughs> checking it for stuff because things like that you know you look at rebirth rebirth was never collected in anything else like they did a hardcover special later but whenever it's, it's always collected by itself right yeah. like yeah. it's the hardcover that came was out it, i think it was all the issue ones that got collected with it was like they just did a it, big, yeah. it isn't a giant it isn't a giant rebirth do i have them? i think that's in the garage that <laughs> giant that giant oh no i have it for sure yeah, that giant one. I think it is collected at the beginning, and then it's all the rebirth issues and number ones and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you never know for sure if somebody's going to collect it again, these, like, one-shots. Because you go back and look, it's like, I don't think Countdown to Infinite Crisis is collected in anything. It might be an OMAC. I think it might be an OMAC project. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, there was also um, DC Universe Zero. I think that might be collected. Like, parts of it are collected in the Final Crisis. There was Brave New World. I don't know what that's collected in. So when you do these specials, well, like, a, a lot of the holiday stuff doesn't get collected. Like a lot of well, people like don't. to reference the the recent Christmas one. Like, oh, the new Flash came in that, and so did Yara. And it's like, well, where yeah. do I get it afterwards? Hmm. Yeah, some of it does get collected sometimes, but not always. 
my okay so as an example of that is that that issue of of superman batman that i did that was supergirl and damien yeah it has been collected once and it took so long here's wild that so it didn't get collected because for whatever reason they never did a collection like they would do collections around it (laughs) it's all weird so like because the arcs that are around it are longer so right. it would be like, oh, someone's over here doing a six-issue arc, doing a five-issue arc, or an eight-issue arc, or whatever. They would literally c- collect around it. It just never got in. <laughs> because they were collecting them by arc. They weren't collecting them by, like, here's a bunch of you know, right. little one-offs. Yeah. The first time it got collected, and I was really happy with this, it got collected, I think it's the 75th anniversary of Robin. They did those hardcovers, you know? Yeah. You know how they do those big hardcovers of, like, I have a bunch of them right here, so it's like, 75 years of Green Lantern, 75 years of Wonder Woman. You know, I think I went through the yeah. Joker at 75 years. I collected years. all the covers for all those runs. Yeah. That was oh, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they would do these big hardcovers that collect like 10 stories in them that are just stuff. So it got collected in one of those. Oh. Which was cool because I was like, oh, it's finally collected and it's collected in a book that's celebrating. So the way they do it is, so for the Robin one, the way they did it was each Robin got one. Right. So it was like, what's the what's the best, you know, Tim Drake story? What's the best Jason Todd story? What's the best, you know, Dick Grayson story? And then for Damien, what's the best Damien story? They use that issue. No kidding. That was the one that got put in there. That's nice. All right. Made it. (laughs) You know, um, I actually found that out. I found that out because of a royalty check. Like oh. we get our we get our royalties and we get our royalties and, and it's a breakdown of everything, you know, and so I got this uh, royalty uh, check and it, it comes to the breakdown of like what this money actually is. And in there, it was like Robin 80th or 75th, sorry, Robin 75th. And I was like, er, what's that? Right. Like, where, where was that at? And I had it. I had it. I just never opened it. <laughs> Ran over, pulled out of a box, ripped it open. I'm like, yes, I, it. I, won. I won. I was able to find it in something. Uh, but yeah, with, with If and Frontier, I mean, it definitely sets off a lot of stuff that's going to be happening in the DCU over the next year. And the stuff that the, in the, the stuff that James is doing with the Batman books are very impacted by the stuff that happens in the Batman chapter. Because that's what spin, like Joker spins out of the stuff from that. And mm. Everything you'll be building in uh, the Batman books over the next you know few months, almost a, not a whole year, but basically this year in 2021 have all going to reference the moments for infinite frontier and same thing with flash like obviously the stuff that it's gonna be having the flash book some stuff you won't see for a little bit like it'll take a couple months part of it is we didn't want to ruin it like right yeah it's that's a that's a trick with some of this stuff is you don't want to have a thing where an event happens and something but you already know about it because of the solicits like three months out you know right yeah it's like if i'm like you know imagine if a character comes back from the dead and you don't even you find out because they're on the cover of like issue four or something. Yeah, yeah. and they're on the cover, and you're like, wait, when did that character come back from the dead? I mean, there's a weird math to that because you might be like, when did that character come back from the dead? Oh, in this book, it's coming out this week. Like that can kind of work, but it sucks if the balance is all off and stuff. And so there's certain things that we didn't want to uh, ruin. Totally. So it's like again, there are certain solicits that are kind of clues on things that are happening uh not everything is giving everything away right but there's a lot of cool stuff with it i mean it's definitely something that we're trying to just kind of say like this is what the dcu is answer a few questions but not answer everything because i think right. once we get want everything mystery. answered yeah you want mystery well so do i like i love this i think that like one of the things that uh dc does really well or did really well particularly like the build up to countdown infinite crisis and things like that you want to be able to build up 
uh, these mysteries in the DCU. And that's what the special does. And that's what all of the books are kind of leading forward are all about planning all these mysteries on the table that you can eventually, we could pick up. Uh, some of them we could pick up in the summer. But here's the other thing we didn't want to pick. We didn't want to have things where it's like, here's a mystery. We'll pick that up a year from now. Right. Like that, <laughs> I, mean, we remember. I think that's my actual yeah. biggest complaint with the future state situation. Everything oh, is just happening right now at the exact same time. There's no real mystery other than where does it fit together. Right. So it's just kind Which of like, isn't really an intentional mystery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is, it's just kind of like, instead of there being like a buildup or we're getting to these points or we're getting like, it was like the magistrate situation is being revealed in Batman Superman, but it's already happening in all the other books. So yeah, like we know how it ends. At one time, so yeah. there, is no, there is no real mystery to it. And I think that's my only major biggest complaint with future state. And I get why it exists and what you guys are doing. That's, I'm not yeah. arguing against that. It's just, based on what you just said with Infinite Frontier, having a mystery and having things to be hyped for and be building towards is a lot more exciting than just you guys going, and here's everything at once. Just read in this order. (laughs) Yeah, I think there is, there is a mystery to some of that stuff that will come, will become more obvious the more we get into the year. Because you will get like, how do I get here in some places? But there's also a, why doesn't that happen in some places? Right, okay. like there's a line at the beginning of Infinite Frontier where the Spectre, Wonder Woman, basically straight out says like she saw, she saw a future save, so she saw it, and the Spectre, you know, she, so she's like concerned, and the Spectre is like, those are possibilities that may or may not happen. It has been undecided, and he goes in this like little little mini speech about it, and then you'll see in the books, you'll see some of that stuff might happen, some of it might not. Right, yeah. you're gonna be able to see, and what are the pieces that get us there? And I think right. some of the stuff gets answered fairly quickly. And some stuff it might take a minute. Like you're, that stuff, but, but this year, you know, yeah. you're going to get most of those answers this year. That's cool. Why some things happen and why some things don't. Some stuff are were, were teased and drops for fun and, and you'll be able to pick up some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess you'll, you'll see like not everything in Future State was definitive or definite. Right. And, and there's a reason, there's a reason why in places you'll start to see some of that stuff unravel over the next year and, but yeah, that was one of the things with Infinite Frontier was it was like, there's definitely a few different mysteries and a few status quo changes and a few things get picked up. And then we're not going to pick them up again until, you know, I would say the summer and then some later than that. And, and but within this year, that was the goal okay. was to be like within this year to have a lot of the stuff answered. But they're not in a way that is like, and here's the end of the story, roll credits, you know. You can, you like, can drop yeah. off now. You can go over to Marvel. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not I mean, a selling I, 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 I know, I know. What, what, what did you say, Benny? I was like, I don't think they want to sell that pitch. So. Yeah, no. Like, well, that's what no. I'm saying. It's like, you don't want to be like, Marvel now. It's great. Have you guys like, we heard set of up that the, Miles guy? <laughs> well, you don't want to set up like the mysteries of the DC universe and be like, and they're all answered. So you're pretty much good. Yeah. Like, no, there's stuff that's building out for a while. I mean, like my Damien plans, um, I had pitched something with, so when I, this goes this whole thing, when, when I was asked to do Robin last April and we started talking about it, I had this pitch that I had wanted to do at DC forever. Like I had pitched it a few times and everyone, like even when I first started really working on DC stuff, I pitched this idea I had for a story that was like a bigger DC story. And um, it was weird. It was like, I was pitching a story with no characters. This sounds really complicated, but so it's like <laughs> I'm pitching an idea for something that could happen in the DCU and how characters would react to it depending on which characters were involved. Yeah, and so it changed shape, it changed shape once the characters were involved, once we knew who it was. But it was like an idea of like, what would happen if this happened? Right, like if right. this kind of thing. What what are the points of view? Like how would it change? And so 
it was more of like a working exercise with the editors, you know, almost five years ago, just like talking about this idea and bouncing around of like, well, then who are those characters involved in that kind of story? Um, and last year when we started talking about Robin, I was like, oh, I have this, this story idea I've, I've talked about before in the past. And I think, I think if Robin was involved in that story, it would mean these characters are involved in that story. Right. And then what does that mean for the DCU? And right. once we started talking about that, then it became like, oh, okay, well, that's like part of Damien's story now going forward. And that's something that isn't going to really start, like the seeds are going to be there throughout this year, but that's something that like we won't necessarily get to until closer. Like I'll, I'm going to do the first arc um, with Lazarus Island and the tournament. That's the whole first arc that I'm doing. And it's going to be, again, it's going to be a longer arc, but there are seeds in there that will lead up to something else. And then there's another book I'm writing that will also connect that and they'll eventually converge into a bigger story. Cool. Um, so, but like, it, the, those pieces, those pieces will not really start coming together until we get past some Infinite Frontier stuff. Like it's, mm. it's interesting, you know. Like a lot of us were planning this stuff out, and you know, there's different stories that people are doing, and we're just trying to find ways to just kind of, I don't know, keep the ball rolling and just have fun. Yeah, like, that's right. it. Just have fun with these characters and make fun books. I mean, I, I think it's going to surprise people in places how these things are definitely. Uh, like fun right now i don't know yeah. there's a lot of fun stuff coming and just trying to like take these characters in a different direction than we've seen before and and you know i don't know find different ways of challenging them and and just yeah again trying to have fun with them and stuff it's been it's been really interesting talking editorial and, and seeing the different points of view and then talking to other creators and what they want to do with the characters and getting to hear people talk about this stuff and get really enthusiastic about what they're working on and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun yeah 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 as long as you're having fun with it. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna comics, close, comics, comics, close here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> comics, comics, comics. <laughs> wow, we're like comedians. It all came back around. You're really good. It comes back around, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, you want to – basically, we want – uh, yeah, I could talk. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like it's my job. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Infinite Frontier officially drops. What is the actual date? Because I'm just March reading 2nd? It's March 2nd. 2nd. Okay. Yeah, so March 2nd. I knew Future State was closing up over the next two weeks. Yeah. So it's going to be right yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah, March yeah. 2nd. And then Robin, your book, will is that start March 2nd or the week after? No, it comes out. No, that comes out in April. I think it's April 27th. Okay. Oh. I think that's Okay. So you get a little build up. April. Yeah, it's end of April. But what we're doing is, is there's two preludes in Batman 106 and Detective 134. There's oh, cool. a, okay. a prelude, like backups of like, essentially Damien going to Talia after everything that happened to him and him going to Talia and talking to him about his future. And, and but Talia is also tied up in her own stuff because if you saw the end of death metal, she's part of that group that's like monitoring the multiverse and seeing yeah. like what's going yeah. on with that. So she has interesting her choice. <laughs> yeah. That was my pick. I picked Talia. Like we, nice. we went into it. We went into this whole thing. We were, man, it was funny. That was like, it was definitely a debate on who those characters were going to be. Um, but we knew it was going to be uh, three heroes and three villains. And it kept getting bigger and then smaller. <laughs> People kept adding characters. and then. But I was always like, there has to be balance. Like, Batman and Superman are there, and then Flash and Wally are there. But those six, you know, it kept getting bigger. I'm like, no, 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 but it has to be a balance. It can't right. be, like, so if you add a hero, you got to add a villain. And then it was like, right. we don't want to add another villain. And I'm like, well, I guess we're doing this. And so... <laughs> 
that was like it was it was funny like it was me scott and james and then some of the editors and i could tell point james was just like i'm out of this conversation <laughs> like, i got batman scripts to write i gotta do this like i'm yeah. out of it and then me and scott like going back and forth going back and forth and then and then because you know we can't just like pick it like we gotta go to editorial so it was like talking yeah. to editors and being like hey, what about these people okay well this makes sense this is cool because like Vandal Savage is in that group, but Vandal Savage died in Justice League number yeah, one. Yeah, so big reveal. So it's like that's automatically a clue that some people who have recently died have come back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. reality has been rewritten, but what does that exactly mean? That's a clue right there. Yeah. Right. So it's like, like trying to figure this stuff out in these conversations. And then, um, and I was like, you got to have Talia in there. Like, she represents a part of DCU to me. So, and I think she's a character we can like elevate. So, uh, it should, we should get Talia in there. So that was my, that was my my big contribution to the group. I mean, we definitely went back and forth on it a lot because it was like, well, if you get Lex there. Oh, it was funny because it was Lex was in it and then Martian Manor wasn't at one point. And then it was like, no, 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 this is, if Lex is there in this group, the counterbalance has to be Martian Manor because of their relationship in Justice League. So we right, right. Forth to build that group. But anyway, so yeah, Talia plays a, a lot of roles in the DCU over the next year. And uh, so I wanted to start off there. So that's part of it is we do these two backups that are about Damien and Talia. And then that gives you like a driving force to go into the book. And there's like a cool uh, twist thrown in there that I've somehow so far managed to keep secret. All right. Right on the edge. <laughs> I feel like it's going to get leaked, but I'm like, I'm trying so hard to keep it as long as I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's cool stuff with that. So that, those are the main two. And then obviously, uh, you know, Future State Gotham uh, will come out in May. Uh, and that takes all the future state Gotham plots and we start combining them and we start to see the, that, that future moving forward. Um, it's about Jason Todd getting charged with having to hunt down the next Batman um, and why he's charged with that, where they left it alone before. Mm. Um, it spins out of the end of, of the two-part Robin or two-part Red Hood storyline that I did in future state. It spins out of that. And then there's Infinite Frontier, and then there's stuff coming this summer and stuff coming in the fall. Like, there's all kinds of cool stuff coming that I'm working on with DC. Sweet. Also, I'm excited, and I'm really liking the. I forgot you did the Red Hood one. I'm really digging that that idea <laughs> for the Red Hood there. You yeah. also blew out everyone's theories that Peacekeeper was going to be Peacekeeper Zero One. And everyone's like, it's Red Hood. And I'm like, he's got a book. I doubt it's going to be Red Hood. <laughs> no, 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 no. You'll 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 find out who Peacekeeper uh, One is uh, fairly quickly. I think you find out in beginning of march oh, yeah cool. who it is. okay yeah right. well, awesome. i don't know it's it's built into the story it's interesting good but, all right well let's go ahead and wrap up here i've got a wife who's hitting me up because she wants to go watch wandavision uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, doing that at, we're doing that at one that's what we're gonna do when my, both my kids take their naps we're gonna go do that yeah, nice. yeah there you go yeah, so thank you so much for being on here today josh uh yeah, everyone definitely go check out infinite frontier check out the robin book when it comes dropping out uh check out everything going on a future state it's all been a huge amount of fun for me and i'm super excited for the infinite frontier book uh that's pretty much it. All these interviews, I never know how to end them because we don't do our normal yeah. like send offs. Comics, comics, comics. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> comics, comics, comics. That will now be the official send off, Sal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's the end of the show. Just wait for an awkward pause and then three comic books. We're ready to go. Yeah, yeah.